Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Bash Bros Podcast. My name is Brad Nelson, and today I'm joined by my co-host, my brother from another mother, Corey B. How's it going, bro? Oh, my co-hosting brother, it's never been better. Christmas is on the horizon. I couldn't be more jolly. Not only do we have a holiday coming, but you know what? It's actual magical Christmas time because we got new magic cards being spoiled as well. So it's all good over here. That is that is wonderful to hear. And but the the problem is is we plan to not discuss those. <laughs> so now maybe we're going to have to open up some spoilers and look at them. But no, nah. I couldn't I, I couldn't agree more with you. I am I am a uh, I'm very relaxed after a week of doing minimal activities and, and watching coverage and just relaxing. It's been better than stressing over tournaments constantly. You deserved it, man. You were uh, you were playing pretty much constantly and working harder than, uh, you know, most people. But at least yeah. uh, at least your hard work did pay off and got you another bridesmaid dress. So. Oh, yeah. I, I love them. I get so many of them. Now, before we get too far <laughs> into this episode, I have to say that if you are listening to this, you can also find the Bash Bros Podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Also, you can find the podcast on Patreon.com if you want to become a supporter. We have a lot of awesome tiers, and we'll get into that more at the end of the episode. Oh, yeah, we will. But the big news, and one of the things that we are going to be talking about, are the Pioneer bands from this week. And just like Nexus that keeps coming back, so does our special guest, Brian Brown Duofton. How's it going, BBD? Um, Sorry, I might be on the wrong podcast. Uh, oh, what? Why is that, Brian Brown Uh That that's not me. That's oh, yeah. my apologies. What? Who are you again? I, I'm Brian Brown Doofton. Uh, Brad. Uh, oh, that's right. No, Brad, we couldn't damn afford it, Brian dude. Brown Doofton. I told you, Doofton. He was so much better last week. Why did? Come on, dude. Brad, you're in charge of of getting the talent. That is not true. <laughs> David Watt is in charge of getting the talent. Okay, well, <laughs> we're gonna have words for David. Yeah, we we will. But all right, Brian Brown Doofton. Thanks for being on the episode. Um, my apologies for confusing you with, with, with someone else. Um, but no, we've, we've been, uh, we've been relaxing for the last week. How, how has your last week been? Oh, it's been actually pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've just been, uh, I, I haven't really been playing magic and like, I, like you, I, I wanted a break. Um, and, and, and it, 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 it's actually been good for the soul. So, uh, I've just been hanging out with people watching, uh, I watched some coverage, I guess, of of the SCG. Watched watched a lot of football. Started playing WoW Classic. <laughs> oh no! Oh god, we've lost him. BBD's yeah. gone. Uh, Are you was playing that last it part? now? Sorry. Yeah. Blink twice if you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. To all our, let all our viewers know that you are playing. If uh, sorry, I don't. I don't want to blink twice. I might die to this wild boar if I do. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't boring, think man. I won't double cue the podcast and wow. Don't don't think I won't. I <laughs> would not. We would not think you wouldn't. Trust okay, us. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. It's oh, in your realm. I know. All right. Well, today we've got uh, a slew of different topics uh, that we're going to be discussing. We're going to kick things off with the pioneer bands. We'll be moving into the players' championship results and ending with a very unique. Uh, Topic that I didn't think uh, we would be talking about ever, which is the decay of Grand Prix attendance. The, yeah, holy yeah. crap! I couldn't believe that. We, yeah, yeah, we'll get this, to that later. But this last one really felt like what? What was that? A, a, a an inflatable pool full of uh, balls, whatever that that old picture <laughs> was, Brian. If you remember what I'm talking about, I do not. Oh, there's <laughs> just like inflatable pool of balls. 
So there was this old like um picture of like a, a kid's party and it just had like you know like a kid's inflatable pool, like a, a a child's one, you know, the little inflatable one? Yeah. Yeah. It was just filled with like the balls from a ball pit. And somebody somebody photo and it was like some joke about it's a meme about like a shitty party. Okay. okay. And then there was also around that time a picture of a Grand Prix that just looked very depressing. Okay. And somebody was just the, was it the Fire Festival Grand Prix? <laughs> it might have been. But they I took, heard that was lit. They took that oh, photoshopped. Okay. They photoshopped that pool into that Grand Prix. Wow. Nice. It was a it was a very good meme for a few days. It was a while back. I don't remember when or or how to find it anymore. But uh, it, 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 it actually while, made me laugh. I, I like the way things are now. It's like you're like it was a while back, and it's like that means it was three months ago. But <laughs> everything just moves so fast now on the internet that it feels like it was 14 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like I just read a thing today that the Tide Pod, like all those like people eating Tide Pod stuff, that happened this year. You know? Oh wow! Yeah, like, no, it this... feels like that happened like a couple years ago. Yeah, I don't know though. Honestly, my memory is kind of shot lately. I've been eating a lot of Tide Pods, so. <laughs> Corey just wants to be young again he just doesn't want to admit that he is now like an, an adult almost oh 30 years old oh my god it's so true I went to the players championship after party and I'm like oh I'm not the young kid that went to tournaments and you know looked up at the older generation I'm now the old fart nice oh yes. you by far are there most of them are can't even drink you're now the you're now the old generation who can leave a very bad example for the young kids. Oh, oh yeah. and trust me, I did. I was playing gin, yelling from the top of my lung, or I was drinking gin, playing cribbage, yelling from the top of my lungs, like a like an old man should. Yeah, of course. <laughs> what, I was what? drinking my gin, playing. <laughs> were you were you also what kind of gin was it? Was it aviator gin? Were you riding no. a Peloton bike? No. <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm now an old man, so now I drink Tangeray because I want to sound like I'm sophisticated, even though I'm really not. Oh yeah, I mean, I I started buying Top Shelf just because the hangovers are better. <laughs> I know, God, <laughs> just sad. I used to drink Karkov like in a like a child. Okay, I mean, I, oh, buy, I, top, it. I buy Top Shelf just to uh, just to flex on short people, but. <laughs> oh yeah? yeah yeah just so amber can't reach the liquor yeah. that you don't drink oh, man, I, sh- I should go make a moscow mule right now mm, that was a pun i should have been sipping on a mule oh while we we're wow. doing this brad we don't we don't podcast under the brad, influence around it's, here it's it's yuletide not mule tide <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's kick things off now we've got we've got the pioneer bands as our first topic uh, oh yes so thank god first, first wizards came out monday morning and they were talking about how like they weren't going to have bands for a few more weeks and everyone's like, but, but don't, don't leave pioneer out of this. And they're like, we're not trust us. <laughs> yeah. And then later that day they banned both Oko and Nexus. Now the reasoning for banning Oko thief of crowns was that decks that had Oko in them had a 60% win percentage, which is very high. Um, and two times more, uh, five O's than any other deck. Now, they also banned Nexus of Fate. Now, that's a, a more peculiar one because Nexus wasn't dominating tournaments. In fact, it didn't even have any top eights in any of the online BTQs. Brad, you did forget the main reason Oko got banned, though. Why? Because it fucking sucks and everyone's sick of it. <laughs> well, yes. No, no, no. I, I agree. And we're going to get into more of that in the other formats when we talk about the player champs. I've got okay. some things to say about Oko there, too. Yeah, no shit. Um, but, you know, Nexus, the thing that they identified is Nexus's only negative matchup was the Oko decks. And so 
um, because of that stat, they thought that they needed to take Nexus out too. Now this, I like this decision. Well, now you keep in mind, Nexus is a really terrible magic card to play against. Oh yeah. So I like the decision may be correct because Nexus is not fun, but the logic behind it, I think is just massively flawed. Yeah, well, once again, they didn't want to put this in writing, but Nexus fucking sucks, dude, so... I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not gonna that was the main that. reason. <laughs> I actually, I don't really mind playing against Nexus that much. Like, I, I, I don't... It doesn't bother me the same way that I didn't really, like, have problems with, like, KCI or anything like that, but, um, you know, I, I, it's just... Their logic is that Nexus's only bad matchup was Oko decks, but... Nexus is not a deck in the format. Like, it doesn't have a target on its back. People aren't trying to beat Nexus because it's not one of the major players in the format. Yeah. So, like, like the small, like, you know, handful of sample size they have of Nexus decks because people aren't playing them in mass, like, that's not a good, that's not a good, like, logic because... No, it's definitely not. Like, they're, because- they're, they're, it's, it's like, it's like I brew a deck up and nobody's ever heard of it. And I'm beating, like, the Urza deck in Modern with... Or, like, I'm beating, like, some Modern decks with it. And, like, I... But I'm only losing to Urza. And they're like, yeah, we need to be- ban a card out of Brian's new brew. Because <laughs> it l- only loses to Urza and it beats everything else. It's like, yeah, but I'm the only person in the world who's playing it. Nobody that- has yeah. sideboard cards set up to beat me. Nobody's, like, metagame against me. There's no Lost Legacies on Mord Ego. You know what I'm saying? It's like... yeah. Well, I, I, have a, I, have, I, have a, I have a question for you, Brian. Yeah. Do you think that this might be a victim of, of uh, previous sins in the sense that when they banned Fill the Dead and Standard, a lot of us were screaming that if you don't ban something from the Simic decks, that they will take over the format? And because they didn't, and the next format, I, I will say that I don't even know. Now, looking back, I was like, yeah, maybe something in Golos has to go. But now looking back, like, the format between, you know, like, we had three different standard formats. The one where the Simic deck dominated with Oko, that was maybe the worst standard format I've played ever. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and, yeah. And, uh, and that only happened because we thought that Golos was an issue, but Golos was maybe keeping those decks in somewhat in check. And, yeah. and obviously something had to go because that was one of the most... I mean, these, are, these have been some of the most pushed standard formats in a very long time. Yeah. But... But, you know, they might be sitting here thinking, like, you know, we, we made a mistake and didn't take two of the pillars. And now we might be scared of this Nexus thing. But also Nexus just is one of those cards that no one's ever enjoyed. No. So, like, you know, like, there's people that loved KCI or Amulet or Splinter Twin or whatever. But, like, Nex- Nexus is just not an enjoyable thing. Mo- I don't even think it's a, lo- a loud minority that is screaming about Nexus. I just think most people despise it because of its play patterns. And because mostly I hate this deck because to actually win with it, you have to pretty much play for like 20 turns or more. And no one wants to sit through that, but you have to sit through about half of it because there's still like, you know, you still have equity in the game. Yeah. And you're not 100% dead yet. That's what I mean. Yeah. You still, you still have some equity, but like the truth is, is you know how many turns we've played out knowing that we're dead, but we're still gonna play it out. You know, like yeah, it, it's just it's just a bad play pattern. It's 
it's a it's a it's a very uniquely exploited deck like you have to do very specific things just to beat the one strategy and it's not fun and and you know what you know what fuck simic yeah there you go <laughs> i'm sick of simic man i'm just sick of the color combination we've been dealing with simic for a very long time and yeah, honestly, I, one thing we just started to see was, like, that the pros are now starting to dabble into Pioneer with everything. And, like, Logan put up, uh, Logan Nettles, for anyone who doesn't know, put up, you know, he'd been 5-0-ing a couple times with Nexus. And he's like, you know, this deck needs to go. And I, I have a feeling they just looked at that and they're like, okay, pros are finally starting to grab this, this format. People are starting to copy Logan's list. And then it's going to spread like wildfire. Might as well cut it off before people buy the cards for the deck. And... And it's just a matter of time that Nexus gets banned in Pioneer because it was so hated in Standard. And like you said, for the play pattern reason, for all these reasons, you know, and they just kind of put a reason out there that the Oko matchups were bad. We all kind of know it was BS. We just know that Nexus is so unfun and it just had to go. Yeah, like, I, I'm actually okay with that. Like, I, I have no problem with the banning Nexus, to be honest. Like, I, I don't care. Like, I never play Nexus myself. It's not like it, like, affects me. Yeah. Um... I did, and I enjoyed it. It's honest. the only deck I bought in Pioneer. I bought it last week, and then I got banned, and I felt like an idiot. But well, you use card order. But I think, <laughs> and I did. <laughs> their their logic for for banning it is is just really bad, and and I agree. I think it's what Corey said. Like it, they, you know, it was a, it's what it's what both of you said. It's like they're they're banning it preemptively, um, and it's it's sometimes it's you know it's kind of dying a little bit because it's a not fun and and no never, not going to be fun and. Um, be like they're you know the kind of the the oko the the simic oko thing in standard where they don't want to you know ban oko and then have nexus ruin the format but yeah. at the same time they're like i i don't i i'm like i'm like a little nervous about the way that they're approaching this um this is kind of more on a like purity standpoint than specifically the card nexus because it, it pioneer is probably better with nexus band like to be completely honest but mm -hmm. um i'm just a little worried because their their logic for banning nexus just doesn't line up very well like it, it, it's it's very flimsy logic and i wish they would just i i feel like they're just giving us reasons that we that they think will digest instead of just telling us why they're actually banning it and and to me that's like bothersome because I also think that this is like a slightly different route, but I I'm like a little bit worried about the uh power that people on Twitter have towards like banning cards and formats. Does that make yes. sense? Oh, yeah. and that's that's why I think if they gave the actual reasons that it would give them more power or they would feel like they have more power. Right. I I actually like kind of wish that they would go back towards I, I i just feel yeah i feel like right now twitter is just dominated by people saying like this needs to go in this form this needs to go in this format this needs to go here this needs to go there i mean i i haven't really been actively doing that kind of stuff on twitter but i am guilty of i've written a number of articles about like bands and, and 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 stuff like that a lot of them after the fact but still like yeah luckily people don't read those but that's true. That is true. Nobody reads them. But, um, I, hey, that's not true. Hey, I, hey, I Brian Dufedin's a good, uh, a good writer, but that's that <laughs> I don't know. I read them. My editor reads them. That's at least two people, man. Don't say nobody. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to put you down there, bud. Are you sure your editor reads them? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, not really. Because <laughs> I've written articles at TCG Player, and then I reread them, and I'm like, oh my god, those are all my spelling errors still. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, there's a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you could have an expert editor look Death over my by stuff, a thousand and they're cuts gonna, in, an, they, they, in a scoring B miss, article. Yeah. They actually yeah. do a really good job editing there. <laughs> yeah, and I'm totally giving uh, TCGs yeah. the shit. I I, I, I just I want to be clear, they they do a great job, but um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just, I'm just worried about the, the way it's trending now. Like, I mean, Hayne had a good, like, almost dystopian future style tweet about it. I don't know if you saw Hayne's tweet. <laughs> yes, the one where it's like, I always carry 12 decks. Yeah, like, just... I have carried 12 decks into a tournament. Like, three have already been banned by round four. You know, it's like, it's <laughs> My just... cyborgs banned mid-match. Yeah. <laughs> I did not see this. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, like, um, oh, it, it's just... I wanted to respond to his tweet, actually. Sorry to interrupt, Brian, but since you brought it up, I just want... I never pulled the trigger because I didn't think it was funny enough, but I wanted to respond with just, like, I enjoyed watching the finals between Boggles and Jund. Yeah. <laughs> the, the two decks left in the format. <laughs> just like, because Boggles has hexproof and can't be banned? No, just because they're both <laughs> medium know, it decks. Bad, it was a bad joke. Yeah. <laughs> get out. Get out okay. of the podcast. We're, now right. we're going to get Corey Baumeister. <laughs> Instead of <laughs> just get Corey Burkhardt, okay? I mean, it's easier, you know. Oh, I mean, okay, people yeah. already replay, already you know, recognize that us two are the same people. It's like, our, yeah, our next podcast is just like Corey Bauft Meister and Brad Nef- Nefton. Brad is Nefton. just yeah. Well, is, Bard Narson is who we've been trying to get for a long time, but he is uh, not available. And it's He's expensive. It, it's just like it's like as if it's. It's like from the perspective of aliens trying to imitate us. Like, oh my god, you guys! That, this is off topic, but we should have a podcast where we all play each other at some point for like a Halloween episode or something. I, I say fun. no, but let's let's get back on topic here. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't on topic. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, um, uh, I do want to say that I like both of these bands, and I agree with you, Brian, that the reasoning's bad, but. I don't care about the reason on this specific card. I might reevaluate if they go down this trend. I don't. I actually don't believe they are. I think they just found a good time to get rid of a card that people don't like. And sure. a card that, if it takes over the format, it'll just be another couple grueling weeks where like people have to deal with this and then warp the entire format around it. Yeah. And then once they ban it, then we only have like two or three weeks before the first player's tour. No, and think about this, guys. I mean, you if you guys didn't notice, for the Pioneer bans, the next ban is January 16th. Um, there, no, and, it's earlier than that, Corey. No, it, it is. Look at it right now. I, I swear to God. I only know that because I have to pre-record some dropping bombs, and I wanted to make sure bans were not occurring, so I double-checked. But that's whatever. like that's like a week or two before the first players tour. I don't, I don't think that I think it's a, earlier than that. Maybe it is. It's it's maybe January sixth. Whatever. It's it's <laughs> it's past. Let me get this point out. It's past. You know, New Year's and stuff. Everybody in the office there is going for Christmas break and stuff like that. So if they were remotely on the fence about Nexus before they all you know take time off for the holidays. You know, you got to just pull the trigger because otherwise people are going to practice for the players' championship. And stuff. I agree. I just want to make fun of you for a second. Yeah, all right. So it's it's either Thursday the sixteenth, which a band has never been on. Yeah, probably not that. Or Monday the sixth. <laughs> you know what? I didn't see the exact date, so I am going to say the sixth. Final answer. Final answer. Final. Lock it in. 
Oh, All right. Unfortunately, that's wrong. The answer is Sunday the twenty sixth. <laughs> Shut him up. Yeah, yeah, you mean you mean halfway through the Pioneer tournaments? The that's right. Midway tournaments? into the yeah. Pioneer tournament, though, there's the new band. All right, wow. we are cutting to top eight. Javier <laughs> Dominguez in first place, but deck is banned. <laughs> <laughs> he still wins because he's great. Yeah, yeah I, I don't really like know how to. I, I don't know how to like. Um corral my thoughts into something like super cohesive about this but i just think there's something like kind of awful about um like bands becoming this like weekly spectacle and it's just dominating like the conversation and 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 anytime like something is really good everyone's just immediate call is like oh ban it or i'm not gonna buy that card it's gonna get banned like yeah. it, it's just it's like bands are just dominating the discussion on every format and i think it has like a really negative it will have a negative lasting impact on on the game while my, i do yeah. while i do agree with you completely bbd i think the flip side of the coin is is worse because if they just start pioneer with all the cards they think they should get banned you have cards like stoneforge mystic and modern being banned right away you know or that kind of style of card and then, you know, you you have these cards that shouldn't be banned. But, I mean, they explicitly said at the beginning, we are going to be actively banning cards with more data. I, I think it's still better the way that they're doing it now to figure out which cards are not right for Pioneer and I which cards can. You know? I think there's somewhere in between because this whole time period, yes, yeah. people played in the Invitational. That's great. They tested. We played decks, you know. We mm-hmm. tried to work on things. But for someone that doesn't have a tournament that they have to test for right away and they know things are going to get banned, like, it's hard to explore a format when everything's going to get uprooted, and you know that's the case. Like, yeah. like the best thing about getting rid of Nexus and Oka right now is that I honestly feel we're at a spot in Pioneer that something really messed up will have to happen for things to change. Yes, Treasure Cruise and Dig Through Time were very powerful cards in Fetchland formats. They don't seem, they, they're good now. Yeah. They're good. But I don't even mind a Torrential Gear Hulk dig through time control deck without fetch lands. Um, yeah. You yeah, know, there's no path, tra- you know? I mean, there's no busted things. Like, that's what makes Zarya's Charm. You know? Yeah, you know, Zarya's like, Charm. Put that on top. Yeah, and, and maybe that deck will be very good. But, you know, like, that could be an issue. But these are cards that are obviously good, like, like have a much higher chance of being an issue. Yeah. Because they're, they're super build around and they're super punishing and good. But. I mean, I'm excited. After I saw this, I finally am, I'm working on my deck, and I asked Cedric if I could write about a deck, and he's like, well, not if it's bad. And so after this podcast, I'm going to play League, and I told him if I win a match with my deck, I'm going to write an article on it. And he's like, well, let me let me know how the match results go. <laughs> but I still have to build the deck. I want to build another Paradoxical Outcome Psy Emery deck oh. that uses all of the Chief... I don't know if Chief Engineer or... Um, inspiring vantage is that what it's called? Yeah, yep. inspiring vantage is the all artifacts. Yeah, I don't know what combination of these are supposed to be in the deck, but ultimately, I want Karns to, I want to use Karn to go get Paradox Engine when I have Emery and two Mox Ambers, and that's infinite mana and untap. And then if I have the Wishing Well, the new card, then it's infinite draw. <laughs> and uh, and then you know, then I can like. Fine, you know, I can win from there. Um, and then I just want to see if there's something there because Emery plus Psy plus Mox Amber plus Paradoxical Outcome might be a deck. 
And I love it, Brad. You took one week off and you're a filthy casual now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't wrong. <laughs> you deserve your time to go play with the artifacts, buddy. You get them. Oh, he played that deck at, uh, in Worlds to a... Better finish than you, buddy. Son! How many, how many, how many buys did you get in that tournament? More than you, buddy. By how many? The max amount allotted. Three buys he got in that tournament. Gonna <laughs> Wait, finish one place a, ahead of me. Wait a minute, Brad, you played BBD three times in that event? How does that even happen? <laughs> well, that, look, 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 the truth of it is, Jerry didn't come, so there's an odd number of people. But like I told everyone in the tournament, I always farm Jerry for wins anyway. Oh. So it's, 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 it's like he was there. Yeah, and I mean, he's not going to hear about that comment because anybody who listens to the game podcast does not listen to ours, I feel. Well, no so. one listens to the game podcast. Whoa. You about the Arena Deckless podcast? Oh. Yes, many more people listen to the Arena Deckless podcast than listen okay. to our podcast. Absolutely, yeah. And they don't, they don't stoop down to our level if they're, uh, if they're listening <laughs> to that one. <laughs> they're sophisticated cats. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to starting to explore a little bit into Pioneer. I mean, it's the next big format that we have to play. And also, I do like the casual deck building process. Like, whenever I test Modern, I actually enjoy the testing process until it whittles down to the last week. And then I don't like the selecting a deck and then having to put my life on the matches, you know? Yeah, my results. But the actual process of exploring formats like this, like Pioneer and having some fun, I do enjoy playing that. And and I do think, you know, part of the reason that I've lost a little bit of my love for the game is testing has taken up so much more of my time than just the process of playing of decks and figuring them out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's why this last two months or whatever for me, since Pioneer has been announced, I basically shifted everything. You know, Versus Live went from standard modern to basically all Pioneer. My stream is like now Pioneer, you know, my dropping bombs has moved to Pioneer. And I have just, it's been the breath of fresh air I really needed because it's just fun. A lot of decks are viable. It's, it's, it, it's a breath of fresh air. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm excited to look into the format, but I think Same. We can... I'm 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 I think I'm putting a little even more emphasis on it. I'm hoping it saves Magic the Gathering for me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. But honestly, let's get real. There's about to be a players tour with, so all the pros are gonna wreck this format too. So, oh yeah. Oh, also that's the benefit, Brian. We don't actually have to test Pioneer because the first two players tours happen the week before. We can just wait for those results and then pick a deck practice a little and go to the tournament oh really mm -hmm. ours is the third one oh yeah. the other two yeah. are the weekend before it's super unfair yeah. for it's super great for us yeah it's fair for everyone who's playing like wait it's the fair most, for the most no 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 no, no, no. it's fair for everyone that's playing it's more beneficial to a player like me who doesn't want to prepare <laughs> sure the real unfair thing is that you said brian and i i'm also there did you forget i'm not just a filthy casual i'm just mostly a filthy casual are you now. qualified yeah, dude. I didn't know you're qualified for that. Yeah, dude. How? Well, the I announcement that they made. Yeah, I won a PTQ when I sat down at the last pro tour. They're like, anybody who oh, yeah. did well at anybody who was wearing underwear that day is qualified. Anyone <laughs> yeah. who is also wearing <laughs> shoes, you're in. Anybody who has talked to somebody who has once played a different game, they're in. Everybody's in on this player. Security yeah. staff, you can come. <laughs> exactly. I got, I got really nervous, though, when they were like, anyone who's wearing cargo shorts, you're not in. Yeah. Unless out. you're also in the MPL. And I was like, oh. Oh, thank God. Oh, like, if I you was have sweating. 
If you have six or more pockets, you are not in, and BBD is like, oh, God. (laughs) Your career's over. (laughs) I forgot. That'll be fun. We'll have to plan that. Yeah, it'll be fun. Anyone who's wearing comfortable clothing that allows them to also easily transport any goods they desire (laughs) in a convenient fashion is not qualified for (laughs) that. Wait, oh so God. I have those underwear where you can sneak a flask in on your front end, so I can't I can't go either. Are those Dr. Manhattan underwear or what? I don't know, but those actually exist. I'm not gonna lie. Nice. That is absurd. Yeah. All right, well let's let's move on to our next topic. We're gonna right. we're gonna we're gonna quick do a rundown on the players championship. Now this is a Star City Games flagship event. Uh players spent all year on the SDG tour, grinding it out, trying to compete to get qualified for this tournament. Sixteen people ended up doing so. And uh, they finally did it. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a big event. Um, 16 players, three formats, Legacy, Modern, Standard. Day one was some pod play that was confusing. Day two was some bracket play that was confusing. Mm. And day three was just a straight bracket that was still somehow confusing. Oh, yeah. That third day really confused me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, but uh, when it was all said and done, Oliver Tomiko took it down, considered the best player. Widely considered the best player in the room from a lot of the other people. Edgar Megahollis, Mega Ish, Mega Ish. I uh, call him Edgar Megahollis. I'm gonna I'm doubling down on that. It's Edgar Megahollis from here on out. Yeah, you said two different ways. They're both wrong, I'm sure. So I think it's Mega Ish. I heard it was Mega Ish. Mega Ish? Yeah. Mega I heard it was Magahollis. 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 Along with uh, Dylan Donegan and Zan Syed rounding out the top four, which was a powerful performance from Team Lotus Box. Oh, they always, mm. they've been crushing it all year. It, it was no shock that uh, they had 75% of the top four, to be honest. I mean, it, 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 like, it gives me the question, though, what's in the box? <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> it's deckless, dudes. It's like, deckless. What's, what's in the box that's loading? Yeah, never mind. Never mind. It's, it's, yeah. it's decks. Yeah. <laughs> decks are in the boxes. Um, but yeah, so I, I actually watched most of the coverage. Um, <clears throat> as much as I could handle, honestly, I had to take a couple breaks because the players were playing so slow. And I know that that is hilarious to hear from me. <laughs> yeah but the pressure was on and they were playing some well, Brad, they look and... up to you so uh yeah, they, yeah. they're copying your play styles <laughs> <laughs> they're like my um, mentor brad nelson yeah. <laughs> has allowed well, me to draw four times in each round there were seven <laughs> minutes on the clock seven minutes <laughs> in round one <laughs> when they were going to game two hell yeah it was yeah, orsman and zansayad the, in their the, first game yeah, the pace of play was glacially slow. With that being said, like we've been in spots like that too, where we're playing in crucial moments and we play slow because we want oh, to make course. sure. And yeah. I mean, a lot of the cards really mess with this tournament. Well, also, all of the non-standard formats were dominated by Oko, and Oko yeah, mirrors bled yeah. together and got super boring to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, they just, you know, after watching uh, one legacy game, all come down to who has Oko's. Then the next one comes down to who has Oko's, and the next one. I mean, you should have heard Sullivan if you weren't watching the coverage. Oh yeah, Patrick Sullivan was starting to get unhinged by the end. Like someone would play an Oko, and he would just go monotone and be like, "This player is going to play defensive because they have incremental advantage thanks to their Oko." Yeah, the other player will have to play more aggressive because they do not have their Oko, 
and thus are losing card advantage every turn. Or it was the opposite. Sp- this is why I love Patrick, because it was either that, which you 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 tasted a lot of sarcastic tone, or it was just full-on sarcastic. Like, oh, yeah, it's an Oko. We got an Oko, boys. Let's go. We're going to be ticking up, messing you up, ticking you up in a different way, messing them up. We're going to tick down, win the game. Let's go. Good design. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. I yeah. love that, man. No, it was fun watching the players play. There's a lot of uh, interesting games. And the game of the tournament for me was game one of the finals, actually, Edgar versus Oliver. Edgar Ooh. played phenomenally. The legacy like, one? Yes. Yeah, holy He crap. played so good. I was very impressed. I mean, I don't know if his decisions were based on the hands, but given that I had perfect information and he did not, it seemed like he was always playing like he did have perfect information. Yeah. And playing around every card all the time that was like you know important it was it was it was it was a master class to watch i was very impressed with a lot of players i also saw one thing that a lot of the players all had in common which was they kind of cracked under pressure and you know that's a young thing we've all been there oh yeah i'm still doing it yeah, yeah I, I was just <laughs> sad that my favorite player uh oliver mullen didn't win <laughs> <laughs> so there was one one um, what do you call it? A One slide. slide. A One slide, slide yeah. that just said Oliver Mullen instead of Collins Mullen. There was and an Oliver ch- Mullen and Oliver and Tobago. And for the rest of the weekend, Brian tortured me with this. I'd be like, <laughs> Oliver, Oliver's the first player in the top top four. Is that Oliver Mullins or Oliver Tamika? <laughs> or or there was one slide that said Oliver was 29. So at the after party, we just kept offering him alcohol. And we're like, you're 29. I saw it on the slide, dude. Oh, yeah. We, I, th- sorry, that was also memed on many times over the weekend, too. Be like, well, like, Oliver does have the age advantage here. He's he's yeah. He's got more years yeah. under his belt, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I like this because, like, Star City is usually really good with slides. And they had two little small errors. And, and BBD yeah. relentlessly ate him alive for it, huh? Oh, yeah. I, Not I really. Like, that... I wasn't trying to do it in, like, a... Like, like mistakes happen. Like, I didn't... <laughs> I wasn't, like, saying, like, that they, like, you know, I we should, like, rag on Star City because they had a couple slide errors. I mean, the Duofden yeah. thing is, like, you know, like, we... we I, I just love picking up on that kind of, like, stuff and just taking it way beyond where it should go. Like, oh yeah. You I just find a it lot fun. Of things I just enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'd love it. I mean, we have, yeah. we have running jokes that I forget exist until they kind of pop in my head. Or until you say them on a podcast and nobody has any idea what the hell you're talking about. Those are fun too. That is also true. We do. <laughs> we, 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 we do that quite a lot. Yeah. But honestly though, bro, I think you're right. That finals match was insane. And then on the opposite spectrum, I I never seen like a more masterfully played game than Oliver playing Simic Flash. Uh, that game two, the game two against uh, um, against Edgar. It was no, that just was game so... one. Oh, it was game. Yeah, because he two out him the first yeah. game where he just like you know Aether Gust at the perfect time, waited so long, and then yeah, it it was beautiful. Yeah, I think they were both like. Um, I, I think there's a lot of real, like, well, I mean, the players championship is a culmination of the, the entire season, but I think there's a lot of players in that players championship who are really good. Like, like mm-hmm. Oliver and Edgar, uh, just to name a few. Um, I mean, they're pro are, tour players. Yeah. They're, they're players. I don't want to play against when I'm on the pro tour Yeah, because What's number a pro one, tour? uh, players tour. Sorry. I, I, oh. I forgot that I'm not, a, I'm no longer a pro. I'm just a player. No, oh no, yeah. Never players. mind. They're they're <clears throat> They were pros. I don't know if they're gonna make it to be players yeah that's still yeah. undecided yeah that's, that is true they might not be players but yeah 
Like the, I, there are people I don't want to play against in, in like a in, a in a big tournament because number one, I I imagine that they're going to out test me. Like oh, they sure. they're just they're hungrier for the game right now. They 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 love the game way more. Um, they're they're putting in the work. And I know that they're going to play really well because every time I watch them on on coverage, they always make really good plays. They're 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 just really good players who put a lot of effort in. Like I, I think that these guys are going to be, um, like they're going to be like you know replacing us in a few years, basically. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean their that, brains aren't decaying like ours, you know. Well, well they that, are actually. Yeah, uh, technically speaking. Yes, okay. but I agree with that completely. But I also think that like, you know. The the one advantage of magic in this this game hemisphere is we have the wisdom actually translates to something. Yes, it does. And really and does. you know, there's like there's like mistakes that's you just have to live through, like metagame predictions or not leveling like metagame predictions like not leveling yourself too far. You know, we've we've lived through a lot of these things. And that's just one example. You know, there's a ton. Not not taking in all the pressure, not not thinking this is your only moment, which then puts a lot of pressure on you. Mm-hmm. And all of the stuff like that's helping us whoop on them for now. Yeah. And and uh I mean statistically. Yeah. Um but yeah, there's there's a lot of players like Abe Corgan. He's so young and he's just starting. I saw him play some really good games and then crack under the pressure and play some really bad games. But like that doesn't say mean he's just starting. I mean, I've been playing th- against him for a few years now, but it relative to us, yeah. Yes, but I'm saying like his big moments, right? He's living yeah. through some big moments. You know, the first time I went to Worlds, I made a lot of mistakes at my first Worlds. Um, you know, you once you hit your big moments, you get over them. I'm just saying that like weird these players... the first time I went to Worlds, I won. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's all downhill from and there, baby. Beat Brad Nelson in the first round of standard of that tournament. Boom. And it's Boom. all downhill from there. Oh, I knew we should have gotten Brian Braun Duofden on the web yeah. on on that. <laughs> Brad, I told you. I told you that I know. That this guy's Braun so Duen disrespectful. Just seriously tries to steal all the limelight and you know, it's just it's just bad. <laughs> um no, I'm just saying that like I I, I it's refreshing to see a bunch of kids working really hard at what they're passionate. I, I see a lot of myself in them, like from when I was doing it, of you know, five, six years ago. Yeah. And I, I see their trajectory the same way. So, you know, um, also I'm genuinely like rooting for them too. You know, it's not like yes. sometimes you see people coming up and you're like, yeah, like, I mean, no offense to that particular person, but you just don't really care, you know? Yeah. Um, But like when I see people who are like, putting in a lot of work and they they're genuinely good at the game and they seem to really care. And like, you can tell how passionate they are. Like you, you kind of want to root for them a bit, you know? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. But that's, that's because our generation of players, we were shit talking each other. We were, you know, we were toxic. AF. Yeah. Everybody's so respectful now. Like, you know, everyone's just like, you know, hanging well, out afterwards, having, having a good time. You know, we, we, we were, a well, different we did group. that too. I feel like yeah, the super, but... the super toxic stuff was like, before my time at least you guys were in there it you was guys were in this, you guys were in there before i was so oh there was a lot of toxic stuff during what right when i was coming into the game yeah yeah it was bad it, it was I a terrible time i don't normally i i actually can't think of a ton of uh really toxic moments but i i just yeah i don't know i feel like people's just attitude in game like a little weird i would say advantages people could take in a game when the rules didn't have when they when the rules were more exploitable i guess like all the rules now are how they should be there's no little out where you can say oh we moved 
I drew my card first, so that means we're in. Oh, you know, oh the I'm not even. Corey, you're talking about different things. Yeah. I'm talking about like people just like like I'm talking about a tournament happening and like a pro. Like I'm going to make an example. Sure. Like back when I was starting up in 2009, 10, 11, there were times on social media where it would just be allowed to be like, "Well, that player at the Players Champion is a." bleeping moron like <laughs> wow i can't believe they're playing so bad like how did they yeah. get their qualification yeah like, coverage that kind of used stuff. to allow that yeah coverage was fine to do that and now it's just like people are like no you don't say bad coverage, coverage is just social media the yeah, way like that the, you would talk uh, about other people, people you would like, just shit on people sure, like sure. i want to like a, a couple examples like i like the first time i ever top eight in invitationals somebody like you know basically said uh that like well uh, i won't tell the story but anyway well, I'm sorry. I, dude, how many times do I have to say I'm sorry? <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. I'll tell that story. Brad Nelson was a complete dude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, I just thought you were undeserving. It's, there's, it's nothing personal. I just thought you were bad. Nothing personal. Yeah, it was just you and everything you believed in was yeah. really bad and stupid. But <laughs> so, like, I, I don't I, know why I, you're taking it so personally. Yeah, dude. When I'm just talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Braun Duifton would not be so you know whiny about this BBD. What the? No. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I'm Can't sorry. You be I'm, I'm about your, this? I'm strawmanning your argument. You're making an attack on me personally who I am as a person. You're not making an attack on my gameplay. You're not making an attack on anything else. You're just directly attacking me and I should have recognized it. And that is my fault. I'm sorry. You be more objective next time. Yeah. But like, yeah, like I had a thing. This was like, I guess five years ago at this point. It was a while ago, but I played, I played somebody at a pro tour. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say who, but they were like a, um, a notorious, like old school player, like, you know, 10 years ago kind of player. And, uh, I, I beat them in limited and um like i didn't really know much about them or who they were or anything but like i i just i like i ended up winning the match and then they came up to me later and said like uh like asked me like oh how did you how did you do in the draft and i was like i went 2-1 or whatever and they were like okay like um and i was like all right how are you doing they're like oh after losing to you i just had to drop from the tournament like what said in a in a way to like try to make me feel bad i i i almost just burst out laughing i was like that was just the culture back then. Like you just be assholes <laughs> to each other. Like, yeah. After losing to you, I couldn't. I I actually sold my collection. <laughs> yeah. I, it's like after I moved losing to a to different you, state. I, yeah. I I decided I would never play Magic again. <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm already having my wife ship me my collection so I can sell it this weekend. Yeah. yeah. So I can yeah. just be done with it. Oh my god, that's good. Wow, BBD. After this, tell me who that was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. oh, is that some pepsitration? Uh, sorry, not pepsitration. <laughs> uh, CZ double oh. pepsitration. Oh. Diet Pepsi, the DP. Wow. Okay, you guys are not CZ people anymore. I'm drinking a fine Coke Zero. No, we, got we me have addicted we have to it. we have two. I like Coke Zero more, and Brian and Amber like uh, like Diet the Pepsi. DP. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we prefer the DP. <laughs> I feel like Coke Zero is just it's like a single. It's like a single entry level. Yeah, it's uh, just a single experience. Yeah, it's it it it's, it, it feels a little one dimensional. If you ask yeah, me. Diet Pepsi I is actually, really about the combination of multiple people. You know, like a lot of work goes into a DP. So I will yeah. say, so yeah. uh, so they had they had Coke Zero at the last Players Champs, and I I only drank coffee and water during the days of competition. 
But the moment I was locked for the next day or what what have you, I would go into the player's lounge and I would just crack open an ice cold Coke Zero and nothing tasted better. Wow. Wow. That's mm. very responsible of you. Most yeah, people, I, you know, take shots of vodka when they do it to celebrate or something. You know? I feel but, like that's like, I feel like what you just said, Brad, is better than any Coke commercial I've ever seen for like getting somebody <laughs> to want to drink a Coke Zero. Yeah. <laughs> if you... The only time you can have a fresh Coke Zero is when you accomplish something. It's like I like denied Brad myself gratification for for eight <laughs> grueling hours, and then I got to fucking crack open a Coke Zero, and I just I was like shaking from the excitement I, of it. I was yeah. so ex- I was actually excited about it both times. I was like, oh yeah, and I'd sit down in a comfy couch and watch the rest of the the plebes have to fight out for their wins. <laughs> I didn't it have to fight out for turn. my wins. I was already eliminated. That's not true. Okay, it's not true. You're right. No, I was sitting on a couch waiting for Brian's result, and I was very nervous. I really wanted you to make day two. Obviously, I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not. I'm not like I was five years ago or ten years ago when we played in that pro tour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and- <laughs> I'm glad you kept playing Magic, Brad. I'm glad you didn't. Play. Yeah. Yeah. But I was just, I was sitting there waiting and I knew who he was playing against. And that dude just runs the corner and runs into the room. And I just audibly just out loud just was, God damn it. You know, like <laughs> it was so shitty. Oh mm. yeah. But, Love it. but yeah, so, I mean, congratulations to Oliver for winning the tournament. I did, you know, he went in as the favorite. He has played really well all year. So yep. is Edgar. And I mean, Dylan was, was who was written for. I've, I've become pretty close to Dylan. We've talked a lot about tournaments. Yeah, he's my homie. Um, and I was rooting for him to win the whole thing. But, yeah, he was you know. locked in. That boy was locked in all weekend. I, I He was really on top of his game. We got to give uh, credit to him. And, of course, Zan. I mean, Zan's been uh, putting in a lot of work as well. He did as well. The whole top four. Great job, guys. But I heard that everyone had fun. Even when they got eliminated, they all hung out and cubed, and they had fun, just like the other yeah. years. Um, now, the other years, I was too busy playing the whole time to have uh, participated. Wow, sick! I played the tournament, Brag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but uh, but everyone had fun, and I was talking to Cedric, and he was like, "It was refreshing to see, you know, all the all of them just like having fun and enjoying company and playing together and yeah. stuff." So I'm glad that like you know that that it seems like the people on the Star City tour are building a, a really good connections uh, now, and um. <laughs> And, you know, for future, because that's that's really how it worked. You're right. We built connections yeah. when we were on the SCG tour and that helped catapult us to where we are now, Brian. So, yeah. Brad, let me let me ask you something right now. Is that the same kind of thing that's happening on the Grand Prix level? It is not. <laughs> but speaking of 20 years ago, when Grand Prix were 300 people in attendance, um, yeah. that's we're back, what happened, baby. We're back. That's what happened this weekend. Where was it again? Kansas City, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City. Yeah. So Grand Prix Oklahoma City this weekend was I did not actually look up the number, but I think it's it was like, like 320 or something. Th- yes. Somewhere in the 300s. <laughs> and um, only 62 people made day two. So you know what that means? Two people that didn't make day two moneyed. Yes, there was one person that was <laughs> locked in at like X21. And it was a six-way tie after that. Unreal. Coming down yeah. was it coming down to tiebreakers of people who did well on the second day? <laughs> Cause that's the best. It's like you're just rooting for you're like you're just like refreshing the No, tiebreakers like, doesn't transfer over. Oh, no, okay. well, no, tiebreakers oh, okay. do transfer over, but No, they no. transfer over, but not 
for the people that were in day one. Like after day one, your your numbers are locked if you didn't make day That's two. That's not true, Corey. All right, yeah, I wasn't very sure on that. Sixty fourth anyway, so. was a like six way tie that their tiebreakers are going to fluctuate. Oh, really? Okay, that's yes. good. Yes, and so they just had to wait it out until the, just, the, the last... You're just sweating <laughs> somebody in day two to see, like, random people. It's like, yeah. I randomly got carried against these two people in day two. They are now my horses, because if they go all the way, I'll get 64th in cash. Like, yes. And get $220 or whatever. <laughs> yes, no, that, that did happen at this tournament. And also, awesome. like, also going into the day... Um, uh. I know the Nino was what's his name? Magelton. Um, Alex Magelton. Yeah, Alex Magelton. And Karsten, he yeah. started 2 2. Um, and him and Karsten were doing the math and they drew in round five at uh, of day two in round so round fourteen at X two. Oh, I wouldn't trust Karsten's math. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is oh he did he did the math with Frank Karsten, probably <laughs> yeah. incorrect. Yeah, yeah, those numbers have got. But they, be... yeah, they they ended up double drawing in and, um, making top eight, which was which was funny. Um, <laughs> the top eight had some fires, some gruel venture, thanks to Frank, some some Simic Flash. Um, it's cool that the Simic Flash deck is still doing well. I thought it was just I did not know how good that deck actually. Did you was. think it was? That a... was gonna be a flash in the. Oh, you were going to say that, weren't you, baby? I was, yeah. I, was, yeah, I, was, I, I knew. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> My delivery was poor, though. I should have gave it to you. Uh, but yeah, so so now this weekend, this upcoming weekend is GP Portland. I was even thinking about going to this tournament just for its sound. Like, I have, I'm about to say the most ivory tower statement of my life. But I was thinking about going for the novelty. I haven't been to a, a Grand Prix in a while. I kind of just want to go. Yeah, and... it'd, be, it'd be really cool to see how the plebeians live, right, Brad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where bananas actually live. do cost $10. <laughs> yeah, I thought a banana was 150 k but it's yeah, yeah. only 10 bucks. yeah. <laughs> that guy got ripped off, let me tell you. <laughs> but yeah, so so I was thinking about going, but then I, then I looked into, like, flights to go home, and it was so ridiculous. For Amber and I to fly from Seattle to North Dakota, we found flights for, like, $450. If we left like this week and came back right after Christmas, but if we went closer to Christmas and came back later, even if it was the same amount of days, the flights were like 950 each. And I was like, well, let's just go early. I'll skip the Grand Prix, you know? And, but like, I kind of now wish I was going because I want to play in a Grand Prix the size of a day two Grand Prix. I mean, I think you'll get one uh, in Seattle, believe it or not. Eventually, yeah. But I mean, but the thing we have to talk about for Grand Prix attendance and it being so low is why. And now there's a lot of options. Um, we have that they're meaning less because we're not there's no one collecting pro points. And now, you know, we we let's say we're an enfranchised pro and we're in the old pro system where there were pro tours and pro points. Um, you know, we would have to go to say what 10 to 15 on average to collect the amount of points need necessary to get whatever goal we're trying to get unless yeah. you need to get to worlds then you're going to a hell of a lot more right bbd oh are you going to 20 what did i go to 21 20 no you went to like 23 or 4 that year yeah you no. went to brazil and shit right uh, 24 was the max number you could go to i think i went to, oh, i think okay. i skipped three gps that year i even went to like 15 that year yeah because I was trying to, I played the last like five out just to try to gain any points. Because it was going to be, uh, 
my for I guess it was my second Worlds. I thought it was my first, but it was my second. Um, but yeah, so so you know we were trying to get points, but also other people. Like even if you start with zero pro points, you're not qualified for pro tours. Yes, top eighteen will get you to the pro tour, but if you would just you could always run five Grand Prix together, string them along. You would get silver or close to it. At the end, it was way more difficult to get silver without a true qualification. But for many years, um, you could get silver and qualifications just by collecting points at Grand Prix. And, you know, that would mean a lot more people would go to them, not just the the high-end franchise pros, a lot of other people that were wanting to... Or not just the locals. Yeah, not just locals. But now, for, for this last year, they pretty much eliminated... Everything you you could you know top eight would qualify you for a tournament, but that's it. Yeah. And then later, once they announced the players tour final, they started saying the winner gets qualified for the players tour finals, which is cool. Yeah. But besides that, there are no points in collecting. And now we're getting fractional invites, but like I don't know how fractional invite. That's almost like the the seasonal things. Yeah, honestly, like what we're getting now for GPs is it's like everybody within a five hour radius is now coming to it and no one's flying to it anymore. You know, like, and I mean, that's just what it is because it's the cost to go there. Now that some GPs also pay less than they did before, it just does not make sense to go to them. And now without buys, that's another big deal for the more franchise players. You know, they don't have that advantage. They don't have that way where they can kind of secure some value before they even step foot in the door. Right now, they're just, it's just anybody's game, which is good. Don't get me wrong. GPs never should have had buys anyways, because the good players are going to do better anyways. But now it's it's less of a reason for people to travel without buys. Yeah, I mean, buys by nature are just there to incentivize people to go to events without giving them actual rewards. Yeah, without giving them actual money or taking money out of their pockets, it's just ways to ensure some value for them. Yeah, but it, they never should have existed, anyways. To be honest, in my opinion, for GPs. Yeah, but so so the the other thing, you know, the the spectacle side of Grand Prix has been growing to the point where they were having command fests. But now these tournaments are separate of Mythic Fests, or they're called Mythic Fests or Magic Fests. Magic Fests. Magic Fests. Like these command, there, there's been like these command fests that are just separate from, from Magic Fests where they have Grand Prix. Yeah, there, there are a few recently like Seattle and D.C. and I think there's some one. Chicago. Some, yeah, somewhere yeah. in the Midwest or whatever, yeah. Yeah, they're just starting to run Magic events just for the casual events and not the competitive stuff. That is scary for Grand Prix. And... You know, I mean, I think that, uh, look, my my whole assumption about Magic is Magic is a game that I have a lot of faith in surviving way longer than other games do because of the LGS experience and the connections and the the friends that you make and all that stuff. And I always think that that needs to exist. But at the same time, competitive Magic, like the Grand Prix... The, the Grand Prix experience is not that great connected to the competitive experience mm-hmm. uh, because just having to travel to all of these tournaments and grind it for like 20, you know, going to 20 to 22 events per year is not that sustainable for anyone that, you know, wants to do anything but just play magic all the time. Yeah. And of course we all get addicted and we did that for many years. And I'm saying this as a, almost somebody in my mid thirties wanting to start having kids and settle down a little bit. So I'm very biased towards having to go to tournaments every weekend again. 
Um, but the the where I'm trying to go with all of this is that if you if these Grand Prix and and the LGS experience is faltering, that makes me afraid of the, like Magic survival rate for for the long term. Yeah. Does anyone else yeah. feel that way? I yeah. mean, and honestly, like, I mean, we look at uh, what these numbers are saying and the people that really want like coverage to come back, which was a good way to connect, you know, the GP experience to wanting to go and live the dream that there's no way they're doing coverage with these kind of numbers. I mean, coverage has to cost like twenty, twenty five thousand dollars I don't know, but well, I'm I bet it's on. more than that. And also, I don't think that has much to do with what we're talking about. Sorry to hit that. Oh, sorry. Well, no, I no. I, I just wanted to bring up a point of coverage uh, in it. And yeah, maybe that wasn't the right I mean, you co- coverage is like, is a whole different animal. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I think the, like, I, I think, um, I kind of, I had a different opinion earlier this year uh, on this kind of stuff, uh, but I've, I've kind of changed my opinion as the year's gone on. But I, I, I am, like, when they originally got rid of Grand Prix, I was like, totally fine not really got not got rid of them but removed like the value from them um i was totally okay with it because grand prix were not great tournaments like people have the these like idealized uh glorified remembrances of like the grand prix events but they they really weren't like you know it was like you travel you you went you traveled so much to go to all these tournaments you got nothing out of like 80% of them um you know like there a lot of times it wasn't it wasn't like there, there a lot of times it wasn't fun you know it, re- it wasn't like that great i mean there was a lot of fun like hangouts and stuff that happened at grand prix and that was like the best part of them um but the tournaments themselves were like they weren't always that well run sometimes you had to wait two hours between each round it was long grueling days um, just for you to go like eleven and three and then still miss out on any prize I mean, get nothing I- out of it I'm just going to say one quick thing, Brian. I I don't want to cut you off and I want you to keep on your path. Yeah. But I will agree. Like those tournaments for me were very zero. Like the fun was zero sum. We would travel four of us and whoever did well felt really good. And the other three felt miserable driving home. Yeah. And so like a lot of people just like have this thing like, oh, Grand Prix were like the best thing ever. And like, I can't believe that they, you know, moved away from it. It's like that to me, that's kind of like a uh, rose colored look at the past. And 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 to me, I was totally fine with them like changing away from Grand Prix because yeah, I wasn't enjoying them anymore. And and like if you looked on social media and you looked at what people were saying, like that was kind of the general trend among competitive professional players is that stop making us grind so many gr- Grand Prix. We hate it. Like I that's mean, what we're everyone seeing that. Uh, we're seeing that on the SCG tour now, right? Like people are just getting burnt out. It's kind yeah. of what we did, you know, five six years ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People are people were saying like like all the pros were loudly saying like stop making us grind so many grand prix we don't enjoy it. Like, you know, it, it it it's it's not great for us like and so and so then they they did change the format and they stopped making people grind grand prix. They didn't replace it with a uh with something and that was where people were then uh up, upset, but um yeah, like I I just I I was totally cool with them just like getting rid of the value of Grand Prix, but the the problem is that they didn't replace it with another, with something for competitive players, like another rung along that same level. And without that, like, infrastructure in place for competitive, uh, and, and especially also paper magic, I am a little bit worried about the long-term sustainability of the game because 
I do agree with things that I've seen people saying where, um, you know, magic, magic is a social game. And a lot of what keeps us coming back and keeps us playing is the social aspect of magic. Even though we think it's the gameplay, um, a lot of people burn out quickly if all they're doing is playing mindless games online against faceless opponents. Um, you know, once a format stops being fun, like we have these Oko formats, like 2019 brought a lot of not funness to a lot of different formats. And once formats stop being fun, people stop playing. But when it's paper magic and people have this connection with other people, it's like, look, I don't really want to play another Oko mirror, but driving for five hours with like three of my best friends is, is a better, is sounds like a great way to spend a weekend. Even if I don't really care about the format itself. You mean three of your best Elks? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Uh, Did you just call Brian Santa Claus? Yeah, man. No, he called me man. Rudolph. Yeah. <laughs> Rudolph the, the bald head. The king reindeer. of the elks. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, like I, I just I just think that I, I'm a little worried. Like these Grand Prix, now that they're they're introducing value back to the Grand Prix, but attendance isn't coming back up. And so I, I am a little bit worried about what that says. And I and I think some of it might be like people are sick of of um of magic with like all the 2019 desi- design decisions and, and all the, the busted cards that have been printed. But I think also it's a little bit of like, uh, you know, people haven't come back to playing Grand Prix yet. And I don't know if they will. And I'm, I'm worried that if like that whole structure falls apart, that magic as only a digital game and not a paper game can't survive indefinitely. Yeah, just because it, it loses the social aspect or whatever. One thing for me, though, as far as G- GPs like coming back now that they, you know, talked about uh, incentives for it again is I'm not I'm sure I'm not the only person. I just don't get how the fractional things work. And I'm sure a, a lot of other people aren't quite on the same path yet. So once they see like people starting to queue through these fractional invites, you know, maybe that'll incentivize them to come back. But I think it's just pure not knowing how it works yet. So they don't want to fly thinking they're just playing a PTQ where top eight gets them something and that's it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, the thing is, is I'm working with such limited information. I don't know why yeah. Grand Prix were 2000 people and where the numbers, um, why the numbers have dropped, like all the numbers, right? It's a certain percentage of the players went for meeting pros. A certain percentage of the players went to accumulate the extra points they needed to try to qualify for something. X amount of the players went for maybe something on the side events or a panel or what what have you. And, you know, with all of these things being cut away, also, um, also a truth of all of this, and I mean, I'm not trying to get into the economics about this stuff, is it is just factual that prize support at Grand Prix has gotten worse. The amount of money based on what you get back from it has just went down. However, I will say that currently... A value for playing a GP is at it's like almost all time high. Yes, it's. I'm not saying the GP itself. I'm saying side events. A lot oh, of players sure. come. Yeah. Like yes. if you go on Saturday during the day, there's people. There's half the people are playing in the Grand Prix. Half the people are playing side events. Yeah, you're right. The side event. The side event value has been significantly cut. Like it's way more expensive to play side events. You don't yeah. get like, you know, they they have less of the kind of style of events that are like, you know, um. You don't get that many prizes, but it doesn't cost that much to enter. Yeah, it used to be like you 3-0 and you get like a box and a half and shit. You know, just like a lot of product, but it's 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 not the same. It has been become the the fat has been cut. It's been it's become very streamlined. 
yep. and inefficient to the player. Um, and so that's going to bleed, right? Like, yeah, like people are going to not be going to that. So like the truth is, is yes, Grand Prix are at an all time most value. You know, I mean, the tournament years, itself, yeah. the yeah. tournament itself. When I was hungry for points and I thought that I was very good at magic but I needed qualifications and points when I was like stuck at silver or, or worse, I'd be salivating at a 300 person Grand Prix. I would fly across country. Yeah. And um, that's absurd to me, you know? Yeah. Like Chris yeah. Bakula, like in, in regards to like the 22, 23 person PTQ, whatever it wasn't at, at that GP, he said like there was a period in time where I would have flown to Oklahoma just for the PTQ. You know, one one thing I could also see it being is like some of the opportunities for the digital world is so crazy. Like, for instance, this Sunday, I played a tournament where first place was seventy five hundred dollars and there was eight people. And this was the E-League, you know, and, you know, GP, you have to win a GP for that back in the old days to even get close to that. So there is tournaments like fandom. There is like all these cool um, like E-League Twitch rivals. There's not that many opportunities, though. But I mean, still, like those are opportunities that pay out a lot of money. Where it's comparable to the same amount of money you that get could from hurt the GP. Grand Prix too. I think that they, that I think definitely that hurts. That, oh, that, that, yeah. that trend sure might grow them. too. I think the trend of online tournaments and things that you can do with that is something that's growing. Yeah, but that's and what I think I'm more saying. possibilities it, will be coming out in the future. Like Arena just came out this year. Who knows what you know? This was the first year where people yeah. were like dipping in you know like there might be more things in the works who knows yeah that's what i'm saying is i would like be more incentivized to stay home and try to get into one of these cool tournaments like this than fly for a gp where i i i'm gonna lose money if i don't perform you know this is kind of weird like i don't know golf in magic right now it's it's so strange i don't really know how to describe it or whatever there's like there's like us um like people in the mpl streamers who can are I be playing tiger it. woods no no can i be phil mickelson sure man yeah you're old yes enough. yeah can yeah, i be john me. daly actually can i be john daly i kind of like i want to be john be daly carson daly no i want to be john daly man <laughs> dude john 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 nope, daly you're is carson a, daly sorry uh, bud do you know who john daly is <laughs> I, I actually i don't know oh my no. god he's just a big fat loud mouth he like smokes he's just He's me, man. Okay, yeah, you can he's that, just me. <laughs> but uh, there's like, there's like the, there's like the MPL. There's the streamers. There's like all these people who are playing these online tournaments or whatever. And then there's like the the old like competitive crowd who are like playing in Grand Prix or whatever. And it's it's like it's almost just two completely separate ecosystem like entities and ecosystems. And there's almost no interaction and overlap between them. And it, it it's really jarring. And like yeah. there, there's a few people who bridge the gap. Like like Corey, you've kind of bridged the gap, or you've moved from one to the other. I I don't know if I would say you bridge the gap. Like I mean, I would just say I pivoted. I pivoted, pivoted into yeah. that world. You know, a lot of people either don't. You know, streaming takes a, a certain personality. People either don't want to do that. They don't want to get into the arena thing. They'd rather play the paper game, and that's totally fine. But right. I mean, yeah. you know, some people want to be a part of uh, every single facet of the game moving forward. And those are the people that pivot, even if maybe they are scared to do it. You know, that that was me. I, I didn't know if I would like to stream. I didn't know. But I wanted to be a part of Magic moving forward. And, you know, it, it's a choice for sure. Yeah, I, I just think that there's it's just kind of a weird thing. And it's like. Yeah, I I, I wish that things were not so. 
I don't know, separate like that. And I don't know how to describe it, but I wish well, I wish it was a more cohesive. I wish things were a little bit more cohesive and I wish it wasn't like kind of almost this like under the surface, sometimes over the surface animosity between those two different groups where like things are just always at the point of almost bubbling over. You know what I'm saying? Like there's but like I mean the, stuff like, you know, special school, invites and yeah, stuff like that exact, cause those kind of animosities. Exactly. Like groups, we've seen yeah. it for all, all the myth, the arena mythics with the the um discretionary invites, like that's a bubbling mm-hmm. over point for both groups. Exactly. And, and, and it just it, it keeps it keeps um coming up and up again. Um but like even when those events aren't occurring, it kind of feels like there's that under like the surface animosity between the two and I, I don't know. I hope I haven't contributed to it too much over the year. Uh, I don't really like it, but hopefully, I, I don't know how to fix it or how to change things. Honestly, you're I, perfect, baby. That Brian Brown do doofin is just perfect. Oh, oh no, this is BB. I'm Never mind. Do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm Brian Brown. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I we we just gotta we just gotta see how the system goes. I mean, I I have faith, but of course, it's it's gonna be uncertain times when anything. I mean, I I will happen. say that at times when I took all of this in. And I made it my problem. I had a lot of like, you know, it was bad for my mental health. Yes. And, you know, Jerry T left the player, you know, for the MPL for mental health issues based around all of the stuff. And I decided that my lane is I am a content creator and I am a competitor. And so I'm going to make the content I enjoy making and I'm going to be a magic competitor when I have the opportunity to do something good or give my input on something, I'm going to, but I can't put the weight of our entire game and its survival and everyone in it on me. It made me lose my mind and it made me stop enjoying every facet of it. Yeah. Staying, doing that, I would, I will eventually have quit. I mean, I, you guys, you guys flashing back to when we started the podcast, you guys are always telling me like, you need to be more involved with uh, the community and the Twitter drama and stuff like that. And I just always said no. And then you guys started to like really. That's you know, not what I said. You just you. have to know what people are doing, Corey. Yeah. I said you but... have to be involved and know the story. If we're going to do a podcast about, you know, current you events, you need to know what the yeah, current events are. Of yeah. course. But you guys took it upon yourself to always be in on these issues and always be involved in every single one instead of just observing them. I would observe them and I know what people are talking about, but I never took it as a personal vendetta of myself to get involved with these and try to fix the world. You guys tried oh, to fix the world. the problem came yeah. to our MPL doorstep, bro. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm <laughs> just saying. We didn't go searching for problems. This I was a search for us. This year, <laughs> this year has been drastically different than every other year on social media with Magic. Like, yeah. I, I, it's not, it's night and day. Like, it's been, it's been a way different experience. And before, we would chime in on issues and there'd be some kickback and there'd be some argumentation but the levels that thing things reached this year was like a fever pitch, like un, unprecedented high in terms of that kind of stuff than it's ever been before. And like, yeah, I want to be involved. Like, I want to, I want to chime in on issues. Like, I want to, um, I want to engage with people and stuff. In some, in some regards, I kind of consider it my responsibility to do so. To I have a like, I think if you, if you're somebody who has a platform. And somebody who has influence, like you have a responsibility to use that in some ways for good. Um, but I also have a responsibility to my own like sanity, you know, like, yeah. I can't... well, the, the problem with doing it on the social media platform is that like nuance is, is very difficult to, to, to 
to discuss. And so like, yeah, many times there's anyone that wants to say like, I, you know, if, if any, if there was a person that like looks at me and says, Brad does not do his part for the community. It's like, well, you actually don't see it. I have had, you know, dozens upon dozens of personal conversations with people nowadays, because maybe, maybe this is like a public figure thing. But if I see someone take a take that I don't think is right, and maybe they don't have a, a piece of information that I do that changes my perception perspective on it, I just private message that person that's also a community member. Same, same. And I like, talk to them, and I'm saying, maybe you don't have this information. I'm not telling you how to think, but if you do have this, this is how I think, and and this is why you know I'm not going to blast you on the internet though. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, now I, I'm doing the same thing now. Like somebody comments something, and I want to discuss it with them. I don't res- I don't want to respond to their tweet itself because one like I don't want to pile on this person if they have a wrong opinion you know if they have an incorrect opinion that's based out of ignorance like everyone just piles on everyone for every mistake or everything they say and like each individual person doesn't feel like they're doing anything wrong but the net result is just somebody gets like dr- like just buried under a pile and, and they I don't get buried be- by like half half burner accounts yeah and I just don't want to be a part of that so like and also, like, I, I just don't want to, like, I just don't want to be part of the drama anymore. It's, it's just too, it's just become too much. But, yes. Yeah. But I do want to be involved. And I do, I do want to, like, you know, I, I still care. Like, um, I don't know. It, it, it's a tough spot to be. I, I care I, I about really you f- too, BBD. What's that? I care about you too, BBD. Uh, it's BBD can, can, yeah. can, can I actually, <laughs> can I say, you said it's a tough spot to be. Can I just clarify? For me, I think it's a wonderful place to be. But yeah. a difficult place to navigate at times. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm in a great I'm in a great spot, obviously. Like I'm not that's not what I meant. I'm just saying it's a really tough spot to navigate what my role should be. Um and, and one of the conclusions that I came to this year is that I provide content for people and and people enjoy that content. And and in that way I am using my platform for good. It may not be the kind of good that people want to see. Like it might not be like the <laughs> What? Like it's the heinous side of it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, uh, it Brad, might not like, be the type of content people want to see. Just because it's ass and anus related doesn't mean it's not good, Brad. You guys, okay? we've talked about this. You can't see a podcast. How many times do we have to go over this? Oh, I just, I just, I, I lost it when he said that. Maybe at times it's not what people want to see. Yeah. <laughs> I just mean like people want to probably like they probably want to see people like us like weighing in on on, on issues and stuff, but like. I, I just don't think I, I, I don't know if I have it in me anymore to do so and judge me for it if you will. But I, I just I don't think I can do it anymore. Like, that's know. OK. Yeah. I mean, it, it very burn burn me once. Shame on you. Burn me twice. Shame on me. Like, I feel like I've been burned how... like 50 times. And I'm exactly. Just a, There's I'm just a, a lot... searing crisp now. Now I just feel <laughs> shame <laughs> all yeah. the time about everything. There you go. Anyway, um, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Yes. Um, you know, we didn't have any answers for the Grand Prix stuff. Hopefully, uh, things can be found. If you, uh, tag, uh, at Bash Bros Podcast on Twitter, if you want to start up a conversation about Grand Prix attendance, what you think about it, um, or any of other, other subjects. Um, and of course, if you have negative things to say about it, you know who to tag. Yeah. At Shaheen Sarani. Yep. 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 (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now we just started a new thing with, uh, the Bash Bros podcast. We threw up uh, new for Patreons, yeah, for Patreons, new rewards, uh, and we have some wonderful people that are on our five dollar Patreon or patron five dollar patrons, 
and they are part of our cast and crew. Now we're going to be going through our cast and crew, our wonderful, wonderful supporters for the Bachelor's Podcast. We couldn't, to- we couldn't make the Bash Bros Podcast without these individuals and the contributions to our cast. They are key yes. members. It, we do not stay afloat without them. So. Not only do they support us financially, but they also work for free in these specific <laughs> job descriptions we're going to get to yeah. on our yeah. cast and crews list. But before we do go, I just want to say that this podcast can be found on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Also, we will be taking next week off for holiday. And Christmas. we will be back uh, either before New Year's or after. We haven't uh, figured out our scheduling for that week. Everyone's going to be that traveling. Yeah. Yeah, traveling. But we'll be back that week. We'll let you all know on uh, social media. Also, now that things are settled down and we don't have Mythic Championship Abyss, uh, we will be having our date realigned and have the episode hopefully come out the same day each week. Yep. If you'd like to go over to our Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast. Check out our new tiers if you want to be a part of them. Wonderful. Thank you for the support. We love love you all. Especially the people who do the four ninety nine tier. You are really the MVPs. So. Well, I we mean, don't, I don't even. No, we, no, 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 I, no. we don't not even bring them up, Corey. Yeah, we we oh. think about them. We pray about them, but we don't oh, talk it. about them. Sorry, yes, guys. We, Sorry, guys. I'll stay in line. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. Without further ado, it is time to uh, list off our wonderful cast and crew. Starting off with Spoon Tongue, uh, BBD's hairstylist. Um. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, Very he key. doesn't, uh, yeah, he doesn't, uh, why is he on payroll again? <laughs> <laughs> He's doing a terrible job. Yeah. Doing a great job, Spoon Tongue. Great job. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, then we got Tom Wilkinson, our on-call, on-call Soltai correspondent. Really, really dealing with all Oko issues, all elk issues. Very, very key member. When when I need to craze this for an odd number, I call Tom Wilkinson. Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a uh, David Watt uh, who screens our special guests ahead of time. Okay, Jesus. well he's fired. Yeah, yeah fired <laughs> for sure. Sorry, David. You had a good one week run here. So yeah. weird thing is, like, I we're having some budget issues here with the Bash Bros podcast, um, and I, I don't know how to fix them. So we got a. Uh, we got, you know, $5 to our editor, or sorry, 5% to our editor, 3% to all the people who, who uh, to the three of us, and then uh, 89% to the special guest screener. Somebody who's good at finances, help us figure out how to balance our our, our Bash Bros finances. Well, actually, that that, that was Victor's fault. Victor uh, Buenchamps, who is our executive producer. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> Love yeah. that. Yeah. And then we <laughs> then we have a very key member, uh symbol symbol. Symbol. He's our executive waste management operator. BBD has a lot of waste and someone has to manage it. So very key member. He does all the shit that no one else is willing to do. <laughs> or at least handles it. <laughs> Alright, we got a we got Rabid Chicken, the vice president of video operations, uh reports directly to the president of video operations. Um, but that that's a really demanding job with with uh, with the nature yeah. of our cast. Yeah, the VP of the video operation is kind of a dick. So having to deal with that person is a job in itself. So. All right, and uh, and uh, our, our our last uh, member of the casting crew. Oh God, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna butcher this. I'm I'm just gonna go for it. I'm diving for in. It. All right, Jer Mageldi. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, you nailed it. <laughs> Jer, would you please uh, let us know how to pronounce your name? But Jer is our assistant to the assistant regional manager. 
Yeah, with a position like that, we didn't really bother to take the time to learn how to pronounce the name. <laughs> yeah. Very replaceable yeah. position right there. <laughs> oh, and if you would like to join our cast and crew, you can do so. Becoming a $5 member on our Patreon. Also, uh, that will give you the other tiers, which includes Discord for a dollar. And at $3, we actually recorded our pre-show, which is us building the show and setting it up. And that will be on Patreon. Uh, for you to listen to, so you Brad. Get the that's not episode. all it is. That's not all it is. It's a lot of anus jokes. We do a lot of things to annoy our editor in there. It's it's a good time. Well, yeah, it's it. You know, in in, the, in our pre-show. So if you want more Bash Bros content than you're getting now, you can become a three dollar uh, patron to the podcast. But that is all we got before Christmas. I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday season if you celebrate, and we'll be back uh, probably. On the 31st of December or in 2020. In 2020, baby. And do you want to know what? What? I think it's going to be a pretty good show because I have 2020 vision. See y'all next week. I mean, the week after that. Bye. Break it. Break it. <laughs> <laughs>